Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. We are focusing on education matters today, and our special guest is Heather Tinch, the principal at Burks Elementary School in Monterey, Tennessee. Welcome, Heather. Thank you so much for having me here this morning. Well, I'm delighted to have you. It uh, it took a little time for us to get together, and it's great to have you have you on the program. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Well, some of our listeners may not know you, so so tell everyone just a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I'm a native of Fentress County. I grew up in Jamestown, and my parents were in the newspaper business, so I did a lot of that growing up. And um, I've been married to my husband, who was my high school sweetheart, for almost 25 years now. Congratulations. um, His name is Jason, and he works at ATC Automation, building robotic assembly lines and all kinds of cool stuff like that. And we have one daughter, Lexi, and she's 21 um, she's a product of Putnam County Schools. She graduated from Cookville High School in 2019 and is set to graduate from Tennessee Tech in December. All right. And, uh, um, Eagles. I know, I know. Mama's very proud of that. Um, we love to travel and been known to do several home improvement projects as a family. So that's a little bit about my family. As far as professionally, um, after graduating from York Institute, I came to Tech. Uh, graduated in 99 with a bachelor's in elementary education, but I also have my master's and my EDS in instructional leadership, which I was honored to receive from you. And so um, I began my teaching career in Fentress County. Um, my first job was actually teaching music at two different schools, K through eight, and I wasn't certified to teach that. Um, and then uh, I stayed four years there. I came to Prescott Central Middle School in 2003. I was there as they, they transitioned to Prescott South Middle School. Um, I became an administrator. I was assistant principal there starting in 2013. Stayed there until last year, and um, that's when I was named principal at Berks Elementary in Monterey, and I'm truly honored and blessed to hold that title. Well, it must be exciting. That's a that's a great career already, and you're just midway through it. But you, <laughs> you've had some great experiences already. Well, I've and, been blessed. Uh, Thank you. And Prescott South is just a, a special place. Isn't it, it? it is. 18 years there, so it it, it always great. it will always hold a special place in my heart. And, uh, and the Prescotts were were great friends of ours, and. Uh, just, just wonderful, wonderful folks in. It's in good our to community. see their legacy continue. It there. sure is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so now you're a principal. Tell us what a principal of an elementary school does. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people perceive the principal's office is reserved only for the kids that get in trouble, and <laughs> <laughs> while that's sometimes true, um, an elementary school principal's job is is quite expansive. Um, my number one job, obviously, is to make sure my school is safe. Um, that's security, of course, but it also extends to the school environment so that the kids feel safe, they feel comfortable, and they want to come to school. Um, their emotional and physical needs have to be met for learning to occur. Um And that starts with me. Um, I'm also the instructional leader in the building. So um, I have to be familiar with effective instructional practices. I have to be familiar with the curriculum that has been adopted by the district. 
and I have to ensure that the highest level of instruction is taking place in my classrooms. Um, as a principal, I have to look at a lot of budgets. Uh, you probably know I that. To that. You understand that. I have to make sure that my building stays maintained, uh, communicate with parents and other stakeholders and with the community. And um, my days are spent welcoming kids in the mornings. Um, I sometimes have to do teacher observations, parent meetings, look at student data, teacher meetings. But, uh, Dr. Bell, I think the safest thing to say is there is no typical day. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I had to learn very quickly when I transitioned from the classroom to administration is that I never know what my day is going to look like. And, and I may have certain things on my calendar, um, but sometimes those get pushed aside and I have to prioritize. And uh, basically my job entails anything and everything that has to be done. That could be wiping tables, substituting for a class, um, riding in an ambulance. I've done that before. So basically responding to any and every need in the building. You know it's going to be an exciting day when you wake up, don't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> I value that that early morning quiet time because you never know that when you're going to get that again. The calm before the storm. Absolutely. But it's, in all of that, it's it's fun. And, um, you know, I have the best job in the world. Well, that's that's great. Tell us a little bit about your students. Uh, well, I have absolutely the best students at Berks Elementary. I have right at 500 students. Um, and they range from pre-K through sixth grade. So that's four-year-olds to about twelve-year-olds. <laughs> quite, um, quite a range. Quite a range, and uh, as you as you are probably familiar, in Monterey, they start with me pre-K through six, and then they transition to Monterey High School in seventh grade. So, so uh, I have elementary and some middle school age in my building, and then Miss Farley has the seventh and eighth graders uh, along with the high school there. So that's how we're set up. And I tell you, my favorite thing though is when they arrive at school because. They're truly happy to be there, and uh, they make me feel like a celebrity, too. So, <laughs> But I tell my kids every day, I, I, I tell them this every morning, you are important, you are valued, and you are loved, and they believe that. And they come to school expecting absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that that is great. Mm-hmm. When you look at your students um, and – uh, I, again, my goodness, uh, a preschooler and then also a uh, uh, a 12-year-old, they, they, mm-hmm. they're all different. They are. But what do you think the biggest challenges that they face typically are? You know, it's there are a variety of challenges that face students, not only in my school, but across the district yeah. and, and across the state. I would say poor attendance can probably lead to the most exponentially negative impact on student success. And here's just a little statistic. If if they um, are late or leave early 10 minutes a day, that adds up to 30 hours of missed instructional time over the course of, of a school year. And that's that's something that you just can't make up. That's huge. So as a principal of my building, I work really closely with Miss Lorna, my, sec- my attendance secretary, and Mr. Pierce with the attendance supervisor for Putnam County. And so we monitor, monitor that attendance. We, we speak to parents and try to come up with a solution. And, you know, we even implement incentives for students to come to school. So, so that's huge. 
But, you know, also some students just face adverse childhood experiences, and it could be poverty. It um, could be some kind of trauma that they've experienced, some kind of loss. Some, unfortunately, are the victims of abuse or neglect, and school is their safe place. And, um, you know, emotionally they're struggling, and and they may not be able to learn unless we give them some support. Um, Putnam County is very fortunate to have a strong student services department that that really help out with that. And my counselors at Burks, I would say they're second to none about making sure that those families are taken care of. Um, and I think another thing to point out, as as you're probably familiar, I do have a high Hispanic population. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have a language barrier with some of our students. So they come not knowing the language. And that could be absolutely scary to be in a new environment yes. where you don't understand the language. Um, but my teachers, I have classroom teachers and ESL teachers that that work so hard to make that a safe place and to provide them with the educational supports that they need in order to learn the language so that we can get them where they need to be. But kids are resilient. They are. Um, And and they can overcome their challenges. Um, We have to support them, but we also have to push them and and make them, you know, see what what they they can accomplish. I would think children, uh, especially young children, probably adapt to the new second language faster than their parents do. Absolutely. And, you know, we have several students that act as interpreters. I can imagine. For, yes. for their parents. Um, and so um, that that is really, um, it's, a, it's a neat thing to see. But, um, you know, there, there are challenges, but I, I think we can celebrate how we, you know, face those. Well, and, and you see these young children, the preschoolers and pre-K folks, come in it's their first time in the school <laughs> that's got to be exciting and challenging oh well especially whenever my background has mostly been in middle school so coming <laughs> into an elementary school um I, I i wasn't quite sure what to expect with that but i have to tell you it's so much fun to watch that pre-k class and, and my kindergarten students and Thinking back to the beginning of the year, there were several that were in tears. You know, they were latched <laughs> on to their parents, and we had to take them off, and they were crying. And and, and I get that. That's scary. It's a new environment, yes. and, and it can be out of their comfort zones. And, and I think about one little, one little student that I had last year, and he was brand new to the country. And, you know, he didn't understand the language, and he was absolutely terrified. And I think he cried every day for the first couple of weeks weeks but then he adjusted and then you know after that he he walked in very confidently and had a smile on his face so that was very very fun and just seeing how those the littles they learn and they are so excited to learn and, and eager to learn and and seeing where they are at the beginning of the year and and then they're they're reading they're they're doing some of those things at the yeah. end of the year so how much they grow has just been so fun to and watch and they're so proud to show you what they've absolutely. learned absolutely every day they want to show me what they've learned well i remember a certain young man uh, one of my children first day at uh, sycamore elementary and uh, in that first month, I think we had to bribe him with a Castle Grayskull if he mm-hmm. made it through a week without crying. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get it? Oh, yeah, he got it. He got it. Well, we are going to take a quick break, and we will um, 
come back and and have some further conversation with Heather Tench. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Heather Tench, the principal at Burks Elementary School in Monterey. Heather, we were talking about your students and about some of the fun of seeing the the pre-K kids, especially. Um, you've got a great faculty, too. Tell I me do. about your faculty. Well, I'm very blessed with, with an amazing faculty and staff at Burks, and we're a big, tight-knit family. They, they welcomed me, and, and I'm so proud of the work that we do. I have an amazing assistant principal, Miss Diana Cook, and uh, she and I have felt really fortunate to get to work together. And we have about 80 faculty and staff members at Berks. And, you know, Dr. Bell, everybody works hard and everybody's job is equally important. And, you know, um, the last two years, have presented some huge challenges. It's been a really big challenge, hasn't it? It has. But one thing is educators are flexible. You know, that's something that that's kind of ingrained in, into educators and they're solutions oriented and they put the students first. So they do what has to be done um, for for their students. And whenever you have a faculty and they become family, you experience a lot of joy and a lot of loss together. And, um, you know, I, I do know that my faculty comes together to help and, and they support each other no matter what they're experiencing. And, and we have a good time. I believe it's important for my faculty and staff to enjoy coming to work because that will trickle on to the kids. It will indeed, and mm-hmm. as you said, I I really loved it when you said they're all important. They're all part of a team. Absolutely. Everybody's job is important. I remember um, I, I worked at Kennedy Space Center when I was a, when I was a kid back mm-hmm. in college, and uh, there was a famous interview with uh, President Lyndon Johnson when he was down there uh, for a visit, and um, he came in and, and asked, uh, one of the custodians at the Space Center, what do you do, sir? Mm-hmm. And uh, the custodian smiled and said, I'm helping put a man on the moon. And that's the right that answer. That is the right that's answer. For every person. Every that, person. Because I'm going to tell you, when one person has to be out, you feel the effects of, of their absence, for yeah, sure. Everybody. Yes. And I think some of my greatest teachers in elementary school and all the way through were Secretaries and custodians. Absolutely. I, I had a lot very, of counseling. Very, very important. Yes. Very, very important to, to our school. Well, that's great. Uh, d- did you happen to have Dr. Larry Peach for any classes at Tech? 
I did not he have him, but I know him. Yes, he yeah. was. And yeah. so I worked in Bartu Hall. Um, and so uh, I got to know a lot of the professors there, but I never had him, but I do remember him. Well, there are a, a, a lot of great faculty there, and Dr. Peach is retired now, but I was talking to him one day, and, and I said, Larry, I don't think any of our alumni that are out there, and this was a year or so ago, I don't think any of them had a class in uh, distance learning or Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we all had to learn that stuff together, uh, didn't we, during the pandemic? Uh, yes, we we absolutely did. Um, we we had to become familiar with a lot of things that that are common terms now, but we didn't know before that. We certainly did, and the parents didn't either. Oh, they've, that's true. They've helped a lot during this time. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think the pandemic and the the sort of two-year environment it it created. Uh, do you think that's caused any changes that will be an enduring part of Burke's Elementary or of the school systems in general? Well, I, I mean, I, I do, but I think it's important to point out and, and celebrate that. In Putnam County, we were fortunate compared to a lot of other districts across the state and across the country. It was hard whenever we left for spring break in March of 2020, and we didn't go back to school yes. Um, but we did go back in August, so it was it was that last quarter that we were out. Um, but we it should be celebrated that we were able to do in person that that following year, and you know we had an ever changing environment there for a while. Um, contact tracing and quarantines and masks. And, you know, we had to think outside the box for a lot of things. And we had to put into to practice um, some things that because of that. And, and as a result, sometimes we found that those were good practices to keep. Yes. Um, yes. You know, like, for instance, dismissal procedures. Um, you know, we put some things in practice, you know, to accommodate for whatever we needed to um, with the pandemic. And then we thought, that's a really good idea. So there are some ideas that that actually we were like, that's a good idea. And so we've continued to to implement. You know, you may hear a term called learning loss. You've probably sure. heard that. Yes. And and yes, being out for that quarter of the 2019-2020 school year um, has definitely had an impact on student learning. And I think, as you said, parents probably really appreciated the jobs that their child's teacher uh, teachers were doing because they were having to provide some of those supports yeah. at home. Um, and when it comes down to it, the majority of our students do learn best at school in person. Um, but Putnam County has done a fantastic job of working to combat some of that learning loss. We've um, put into place some intentional interventions to, to help support those students just to get them back on grade level, back on track, and um, ready for the material that's going to be presented to them. It's been a challenge for at, mm-hmm. at every level, and I think the universities have, have learned things during this period, too. And mm-hmm. I, at the university level, I think some remote learning, some ability to reach out to speakers from other lands or experts who are in another state I think that'll be a permanent part I, 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 from as now do on. I yes yeah and uh, but you're right about mm-hmm. learning loss I uh, I tried to explain it to my grandkids by saying that I used to play a lot of tennis and I thought mm-hmm. I was pretty good but then when you lay off of tennis for three months or six months and you don't mm-hmm. play it 
when you get back on that court, you're rusty. Yes. You still know what a backhand is, mm-hmm. but you don't hit it like you did six months ago. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and like I said, though, I really am um, excited about some of the, the things that we have implemented to combat that. Uh, you know, over the summer, we had summer learning camps. And, and so that's something that we've instituted. And those have been very successful across the district. So, uh, you know, I feel very, uh, I feel it, it's a very promising situation for us that we're going to be back on track. So you think long term, the learning loss, uh, for the most part, will erase itself over I, I, I do. Over the I feel. Of the- I think so. I I really feel like we we do have some uh, practices in place that that are really going to help with that. Good, good. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's important that we get back as close to the to the plan as, as we can. Uh, but um, again, it's been a been an interesting time. There's it, no it absolutely has. Well, let's talk for a minute. We mentioned the parents. Uh, mm-hmm. How are parents involved? How are volunteers involved well, in, in your school? Being a small community, um, we have wonderful relationship with our parents. And um, we have parents that support various school activities. They come to our family engagement events. Um, they serve on committees within the school. We have parent inputs for our Title I. You know, they, they help us spend uh, the Title I dollars that we get they help create our school improvement plan because we do need their input for that to help improve our school. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really take the feedback that they give us um, so that we can make improvements as needed. And uh, one thing we're really working on is is building a bigger and stronger PTO so that they can help support our students and our teachers Um and, you know, it's one of the greatest honors for parents to entrust their children to, to me and, and my teachers. Um, and I truly want to work with them because ultimately we all have the same goal. We, we all want their children to learn and to prosper. Um, it, it does take a village. I, I know that that's a term that's used, but it is so true. It, it does take a village. That's a great, uh, a great statement. And we're going to talk more about that village after we take another quick break. Welcome back to Local Matters. Uh, we are talking to Heather Tinch, the principal at Burke's Elementary School. And Heather, right before the break, we were talking about a phrase called "It takes a village." We talked a little bit about your students and your parents and and your teachers, but uh, let's talk about the business community and how they help your school and the mm-hmm. school system in general? Well, I can't begin to tell you how much um, the Monterey business community has supported Burks. Um, within a matter of minutes after the official news release came out last year announcing my appointment, I had an email from Rafferty Cleary. You probably know I Rafferty. Do. And uh, so he introduced himself, and I worked with him a lot over the summer just to um, meet local business uh, leaders. And, um, you know, one example is I was looking for a way to provide my faculty and staff with T-shirts. And um, within about 15 minutes, I had businesses that that had sponsored that and taken care of it. So they were very hungry, very eager to help. They There are some amazing small businesses in Monterey. And one of my team building activities that we started off the school year when my, my teachers came for in-service, they did a scavenger hunt throughout Monterey and, and the local businesses participated. And we had a lot of fun with that. Um, you know, the Monterey Depot Museum, they've sponsored our Teacher of the Month. 
Um, and they also sponsored a Christmas dinner for Berks and Monterey High School. So that was really good. The Mon- Monterey High School and Berks, we work really well together. It, it is a community that has been good. We've had uh, Brad and Crystal Vaughn with Monterey Drugs. They've provided lunch and, and they are sponsoring a, a new road sign for us. And um, Liz Fournette with One Bank has been really good about just attending to whatever need we may have. And she also serves on our family engagement and Title I Cumberland Container. They've donated um, cardboard cutouts for some of our activities. Kennedy Auto Care, they provided lunch for our teachers. Las Agaves, um, Monterey Methodist Church, they're an adopter. And we've had other businesses like the Lovely Brew, Dairy Queen, Monterey Taco Bell. They've all been such great supporters and have poured into our school. And um, if you haven't been out to try some of these businesses, Dr. Bell, I hope you come join me sometime. <laughs> Los Agaves is some very good Mexican food up there. I, so. I will take you up on that. Absolutely. That would be fun. You might force me to read to your students or something. I would love for you to do that. that. Absolutely. That would be great. But isn't it great to have that kind of support out of your community? The outpouring of support has, um, it's really humbled me. And um, it's been, it's been such a, um, a blessing to me just to have that support from the community. Well, that is, that is great. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not just businesses. I'm sure you've got just community members absolutely that come in and offer to help too absolutely you know one of the things i mentioned was um you know miss sonia farley she's the principal at monterey high school and she and i talked a lot over the summer about how we can bridge our two schools together the high school kids will come over and mentor my elementary kids the football players will come greet them um i've also got um mayor walker and the board of aldermen um, they've been really good to help support us. Chief Randolph, Lieutenant Phillips with the Monterey Police Department. Um, so I've just received such an outpouring of, of love and support from the entire Monterey community. Um, and I just really feel blessed to be their principal. And, you know, one of the things, uh, we've had some basketball games. There's been a new um, a basketball league that, that formed in Seeing my gym full of of members from the Monterey community, that that's been a really fun thing to watch. It becomes a community center. Absolutely, it? and you know, I grew up in a small town, very similar, and uh, you know, that's 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 how I grew up. And the school is very much the center of the community, and that's been my goal from day one: is for Burks to be that type of. Um, it, the school should be at the heart of the community. That is great. That is great. Well, it sounds like you've got a wonderful village up there to, oh, that we to do. surround the school. Let's shift gears just a little bit. We're nearing end of summer. It, we're, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. So tell us a little bit about it as we look at the new school year. What are some of the biggest challenges? What are some of the biggest opportunities what are you excited about in this coming year? Uh, well, I'm really hopeful that we have some normalcy that can resume um, and that our students can be exposed to intentional, high-quality learning every day that, um, you know, my teachers have been working hard. They've been working over the summer. Uh, I've attended trainings with them, and uh, they've really been uh, preparing for the up- upcoming school year, and it's vitally important for students to be reading on grade level. 
um, that's that's very much an indicator of of success. Um, and so early childhood teachers, they have an especially important role in, in providing those foundational skills so that students are are reading on grade level. Um, and it's exciting. They um, teachers love their jobs and um, they make every effort to make school fun. They they want to invite the kids, their families in and promote learning. And, and I think that's why people go into education is because they have that opportunity to make a difference with the kids. And, you know, every day that we're able to be at school with our kids is an opportunity to do just that. I think they live through their kids uh, vicariously for Absolutely. the rest of their careers. <laughs> they do, especially when it comes to dress-up days. My teachers are some of the ones that go <laughs> go all out. And, you know, spouses of teachers, they just have, have come to, to terms that, that, that they're going to have those days with wacky hair and, and crazy outfits. And it's just what we do. And, and it's such a great thing <laughs> that you can have fun with. With that, mm-hmm. well, you mentioned reading and reading to children and mm-hmm. listening to them read too. Uh, that's vitally important, isn't it, for oh, their development? It absolutely is. Probably the most important thing. So parents can play a role in that too. Uh, if if we've got parents listening, any chance they get to read to a child, or maybe even more important at the right age level, anyway listen to that child read to them, Yes, that's a big thing, isn't it? That is. And, you know, over the summer, I, I, along with a lot of teachers and principals across um, the district and really the Upper Cumberland, I, I completed the Reading 360 program. Um, and um, that, that's been an initiative over the last couple of years. And um, what's interesting is that we're learning about the science of reading through that. And um, Dr. Bill, do you even remember learning to read? No, uh, no, I and, and neither do I. And, um, you know, as I look back, I was probably pretty good at memorizing and spelling. And, and so I did okay. But, um, you know, something that we've learned through this is that our brains are not naturally wired to read. That's not a natural occurrence. And if you look over time, I mean, we really haven't been reading all that long in the grand scheme of things. Um, and so it's important for educators to understand the science of reading and so to provide that explicit intentional instruction. And as parents, you, as you mentioned, it is important for them to read with their child and, and listen to them read. And, you know, one thing I would encourage families to do is you can request a free decodable book from the state. Uh, if you'll just Google at home decodable reading series, you can get that. And it, it would be age appropriate for your students for, um, I think it's grades K2. And so if you're thinking, why should they read, then that would be age appropriate for your, your early readers, especially to to read with them and, and encourage them to read to you. Well, that's great. And and we probably ought to give a shout out to, uh, to Dolly Parton and the Imagination Absolutely. Library. Lots of books going into the homes of families. She because got a great thing started there. She absolutely did. I know I got those 21 years ago for my daughter <laughs> for the first five years of her life. And um, that is a, an incredible thing, too. It is. And it, it's just amazing what uh, what that program has created. Mm-hmm. Well, what advice would you give parents, uh, parents of children just entering the system mm-hmm. or others, what advice would you give them for beginning this new school year? <laughs> well, you know, parents are trusting my faculty, my staff, and uh, me 
with their most valued possession, and, and that's their children. And, you know, as educators, we do take our jobs very seriously. And, and parents, I promise you that your administrators and your teachers are working hard to, to provide that best learning opportunity and I always advise parents to reach out to their child's teacher if they have any questions or concerns and, and just keep that line of communication open. Um, you know, we all have the same goal. We're all on the same team. Uh, it takes all of us working together so that, you know, your children can receive the best possible education because we want them to become productive members of society and you know it takes us all working together so trust your teachers keep an open line of communication and be involved yeah that you mentioned parental engagement and we Mm -hmm. talked about it you've got some great support but what's the best way for a teacher or for a parent to um, if they haven't been involved to maybe put their foot in that door a little bit how can they be engaged with your school? Well, you know, I would always reach out, um, you know, to the principal or, you know, someone just to say, you know, I'd like to be involved. And I think it differs, um, you know, what that looks like at at every school and and at every level. But, um, you know, is it is it volunteering in, you know, classroom capacity? Is it um, volunteering for a particular committee? Um, it's just, I I think there are opportunities for whatever level you would like to be involved, but, you know, just reach out to, to your child's principal, the family engagement coordinator, uh, your child's teacher, and, uh, somebody will get you on the right path to be able to do that. There's probably school bus duty and after school duty. Absolutely. Absolutely. About about anything you might want to do. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's, um. it's it's really great that you've got such good involvement up there, but there's always room for more, and we certainly encourage um, parents and others to to get involved. And we need to say thank you to all the volunteers that that are involved. Absolutely, and that do, do so much for you and the other schools too. That, yes, absolutely. And I want to say thank you to you for being a part of this program today. It's it's been great to hear about. Uh, Burks Elementary and and the great town of Monterey and I want to wish you the best for the new school year. Thank you so much and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Well it's great seeing you again and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. All right come have lunch with me sometime. All right.